supporting you in your dog parenting journey. The Dynamic Dog Owner with Debbie Potter. Hello and welcome to another edition of The Dynamic Dog Owner. Today we're going to talk about one of the first problems, overwhelming challenges people experience with a puppy. So I don't know about you guys, if you've had a puppy before, not had a puppy, or maybe you're expecting a puppy and you're getting ahead of the game and researching dog podcasts. You spend so much time waiting for your puppy's arrival. I know I do. When my puppies arrive the weeks beforehand, I am so excited. I'm like a kid at Christmas, so excited, waiting and anticipating their arrival. You prepare everything, you read books, you kind of have all these plans about what you're going to do. If you're anything like me, I have a little like training plan up on the kitchen walls. So I know, right, this is what I'm going to focus on first to make sure I cover everything. And you do all your shopping, the house is prepared, everything gets sorted. And then your puppy arrives and it's a magical. But equally, you almost have like a, a wave of what are we doing? Why did we get a puppy? This is scary. This is challenging. Those sort of overwhelming thoughts that you go, are we doing the right thing here? Because it is a big life change getting a puppy. It's it's wonderful and it's enjoyable, but equally it is a big life change. And a lot of people I think are surprised by how overwhelming those first few months with a puppy are. It's a little bit like when you have a baby, they always say the first three months are the most challenging. And it takes you those three months to get in your rhythm. It's a little bit like that with puppies, I find. Because obviously, yeah, you've you've waited for their arrival. You're really excited. And then you realise you need eyes in the back of your head. You're following them around everywhere. They're pooing and weeing. And you, you constantly have to give them your full attention. They're up in the night. You're not getting enough sleep. You then start to feel really grumpy and short-tempered because you're not getting enough sleep. If you're anything like me, I'll need my sleep. And you just kind of start to feel a little bit overwhelmed and they settle in in that first week or two and then they start nibbling and biting, which again is really common. It's not a problem um, in terms of it's part of puppy's development, but it tends to come at that moment when you just hit your peak of I really need some sleep and then your puppy starts nipping and biting. And from my experience, You've all heard of puppy biting. Everyone has. Everyone's like, oh, yeah, puppies bite a little bit. Yeah, their sheep teeth are really sharp. Everyone seems to downplay it a little bit. But I don't think anybody warns you quite how painful, unexpected and random puppy biting is. And you think, how can a cute puppy who looks so, you know, little ball of fluff and looking so cute, how can it cause so much pain? (laughs) So it tends to get you at that overwhelming moment. Now, Firstly, it is really, really, really normal for puppies to bite. Now, I say bite loosely because it's for want of a better word, really. Um, You can call it puppy nipping, puppy biting, puppy mouthing. They're all slightly different. Puppies aren't biting. They are exploring with their mouth. Let's let's put it that way. But every puppy is different. Some puppies nibble, bite, mouth. Some people, some dogs don't. Some puppies just don't do it as much. And, you know... There's many, many reasons and many, many factors that you could research. But at that moment in time, when your puppy's biting. You don't really care why they're doing it or the reasons. Was it their DNA? Was it their mum? Was it being taken away and not as much exposure with their parents? All these ideas. You just want to know how to stop it. Um, 
Now, as you guys know, I've had three puppies myself and my mum had her first puppy a couple of years ago as well. So we've had four puppies in the family in the last six years after having no puppies ever, only ever rescuing dogs. We've then had four puppies in six years and every single one of them was completely different. And I'm going to talk a little bit about their different puppy biting experiences um, because puppy biting for me is a really important topic because I, I feel it's one of the first really significant challenges that new puppy parents experience and it often makes them feel really disheartened, overwhelmed and, and just feeling like helpless, going, I don't know what to do to stop this. It hurts. How do I change it? So it tends to be that first challenge. And if we can get that first challenge overcome and um, people feeling a little bit more confident and comfortable with their puppies challenges with their teeth, then it tends to set you up on a good stead for the rest of their puppy journey. So we say my first puppy was Dave. And he was the puppy I had when I had the least experience as a, a trainer. So he was the first one. He was terrible with puppy biting. He was awful. Uh, I remember having holes in my jumper. Um, I, all my jumpers, my favourite ones, would all have these little holes in where he'd nibbled at them. He nibbled toes. Um, he'd get quite excited. He'd rag on leggings and uh, not leggings, but like um, pajama trousers. And he'd grab on them and tug away. And I didn't mind too much. Apparently, I've got quite a high pain threshold when it comes to puppy biting, um, which I've discovered. But my children and my husband were like, this really hurts. And it always tends to be, and that's, again, we can kind of, um, we can guess why, but it tends to be the youngest child of the family is the one that, it was on the receiving end of most puppy biting. It's certainly true in my house. Um, I put that down to the fact that my youngest daughter is the one that's more exciting, quite simply. Um, and then puppies go, well, you look fun. And she's the one that tends to rile them up. And I tend to see that quite a lot in families, that the youngest is the most unpredictable. The youngest child is the most energetic. Um, and just because they're the youngest, they are a little bit more unpredictable. So there always tends to be one that the puppy tends to go, you're most fun, let's puppy bite together. And of course, it's quite painful for them. So I remember feeling that it was really, really hard. And I'm going, how, how do I stop this? This hurts. <laughs> so obviously I, I researched. And I knew a little bit about puppies anyway. Um, and it probably lasted, say, until teething's over. So it probably lasted until he was about five months old. And I remember thinking, thank goodness that stage is over because I had so many little scrapes and scratches on my arms, so many holes in my jumpers, holes in my trousers. Um, <laughs> toes were, were got, if you left them, you know, if you were sat without any shoes or slippers on, your toes would get pinched and he'd get quite into it and it would really hurt. Um, so obviously with him, I explored many different things. And the experiences I had with Dave, I then put into practice with all of my other dogs. And strangely, none of them bit or nipped or mouthed as much as he. Now, there's a thing, there's a, you know, two sides of the story. Is that because my experience grew and therefore I knew how to proactively prevent puppy biting? Or was it down to my puppies and their characters? 
it's not a controlled experiment. I cannot tell you which one it is, but I believe it's a mixture of the two. Um, and I think knowing what your dog needs and why they're puppy biting and then knowing how to preempt that is the key to my success. Absolutely. And that's where my experience with my boys has inspired me to write a book. So I do have my own book. Um, it's called Ouch, A Practical Guide to Puppy Biting. Um, and it basically puts in all of my experiences into a book to help new puppy owners overcome that first challenge. Now, the second puppy I had, I actually was quite worried about because he didn't puppy bite at all. And I thought that was a bit weird um, <laughs> because he should. And that sounds really daft. I'm like, well, you should be puppy biting. Why aren't you? Are you broken? Um, and actually, as he grew up and went through his adolescent phase, I was almost more concerned because Dave was a particularly bitey puppy. He learnt how hard to bite. We had to do a lot of experience with biting. Um, he would learn. I would allow him to bite. So there's differences between mouthing, nipping and biting. So let's sort of address them first. So mouthing for me is when your puppy has their mouth around your hand they're nibbling, sort of almost suckling a little bit um, and just having something in their mouth, a little bit like they would have had milk from their mum. So that's my idea of mouthing. Your puppy has got your hand in their mouth or your finger or part of you um, and they are not biting, but they're just almost playing around with it and having it in their mouth and just fiddling with your hand. Um, occasionally they might nibble a bit too hard and you can just go, oh, that was a bit hard, that hurt a little bit. Um, so that's mouthing. Biting is when they are biting on your hands a little bit more um, sort of determinedly because they need that sort of almost like a sensory feedback. They need to feel that chewing emotion. And then your nipping for me is linked to overexcited behaviour. So, for example, you're playing with your dog, they get a little bit overexcited and they're kind of coming at you and nipping at you. They're the three that how I would categorise them. Um, other people may categorise them differently, but to me, that's how they look. Um, so Dave obviously did a lot of biting. <laughs> so he craved that need to chew almost. Um, he didn't do too much nipping apart from when we had flouncy um, pyjama trousers on in the mornings. We'd come down. Partly he was excited to see us. Partly I haven't had anything to chew on for a little while. Um, and he didn't do too much mouthing. But what we did over the time we had him um, as a puppy and we're working through it is we taught him how to mouth through biting so when he was in a bitey mood every time it got a little bit too hard I'd be like, oh no that's enough now thank you and he'd go oh, okay next time I need to be a bit softer so over time he learned how hard he could nibble so if I'm in a bitey mood I need to just do it gently so he transferred it into mouthing um, and now as an adult dog he has really good abilities to know how hard if he does want to tell you off because he's a very consentful dog he doesn't like people touching him and interfering with him so he doesn't like his toenails clipped he doesn't like you brushing his back end he doesn't like many things and he has learned how to tell me very politely so if I start trying to attempt to do his toenails he gives me a little warning of a growl um if I don't listen he then will just take my hand gently and say, that's enough, thank you. So it's puppy biting, mouthing, that's transferred into communication, which for me is really important. 
And it's a really important skill that he learnt at that puppy stage. So as Rem came along, he didn't do any puppy biting. None at all. Really, really weird. And I was almost more concerned because I thought he doesn't know how hard to bite should he need to bite. We'd spent so much time with Dave saying, this is how hard you should do it. And he learned to be soft mouthed. Rem never did. And I thought, well, what if one day he feels the need to and he can't and he doesn't know how to and he does a big bite when he should do a little bite. So it actually concerned me more. Um, once he grew up, I just realised it was his temperament. So it wasn't actually a concern. But it was probably me just preempting these thoughts. As we do, we start to panic um, and say, well, you're not like my last dog. My last dog did it this way. Are we missing out because you didn't do it the same? Um, so he never, never, ever, ever puppy nipped. He mouthed ever so slightly, but not really. Um, so yeah, no experience of puppy biting with him at all. Um, again, is that because I knew what to do and I put the practice in? I don't know. Then we had Sherbert. So my mum's uh, spaniel. Um, he was our next puppy. And he, being a spaniel, was a little bit different. Um, and he was a lot more nippy, so he'd get overexcited and then come in and nip at you. Um, and he would mouth quite a lot, but he never really bit again because we put into practice as, as soon as he came home, this is how what we do, this is how we do it. So he didn't really mouth, bite, but he did mouth and he did nip. So that was a case of managing his over arousal. And then Fred came along and I don't think he really nibbled or bit or did anything. Um, as you'll have heard in his previous episode, he doesn't do a lot, love him. But he did mouth. He was definitely a mouther. So he liked to just hold your hand in his mouth. Um, and that was about it. And occasionally he would nibble a bit too hard, but not really very often. So I would like to think that that is down to the fact that I developed my skills and gave my puppies what they needed from day one so they never had to seek biting and nipping with hands and people um because often puppy biting it's one of those things that you start to question have i got an aggressive dog we bought this little puppy home and it's like a little land shark is our dog aggressive and that's a question i actually think we get asked quite a lot um i think my puppy's aggressive and again, it was something that sparked me to write my puppy biting book because I think it's a misunderstood behaviour. People tend to think that their puppy is biting them out of aggression and rather than just part of development. And there are a lot of reasons why puppies are biting, um, which we all explore fully in the book, but um, I'll give you a little insight. Um, so there's reasons why. Is it that they're hungry? Is it that they need to choose? They need that motion to relieve stress and tension is it because their teeth hurt because they're teething often it's down to overexcitement or overwhelm and they don't know how to manage their frustrations or their energy so they take it out on something that makes them feel better which is chewing and if there's nothing available to chew they will either chew your furniture or they will chew your hand so that tends to be the reasons behind it um, and it's often misunderstood it is not aggression it's communication and learning to listen to your dog and a give them what they need, but b respond to their needs and work out why are they doing this, what are they hoping to achieve from it, will really help. So often people um, say, "Oh, my puppy's biting," and it's because they've just picked their puppy up 
they've stopped their puppy doing what they so say for example your puppy is trying to do something they shouldn't so say they've started digging in the garden um you go over and because they're small and because they're a puppy you can you pick them up they then turn around and start biting your fingers people then say oh my puppy's aggressive no your puppy's really annoyed that you just took him away from a fun activity and he's telling you please don't do that again i was having fun so it's learning how to change what they're doing and redirect their attention through something else rather than just picking them up that then solves your puppy biting problem so there's an awful lot of reasons to puppy biting and often it's a case of almost going through a little is it this is it that is it the other I say a bit like if you've had a baby they're crying are they hungry do they need changing are they tired <laughs> is there a problem and it's the same with puppy biting do they need x do they need y do they need z and we can then address why they're doing it what they're trying to achieve from it and how we can then channel that energy or that desire into a more appropriate behavior so I say puppy biting for me is is a, the first challenge learning how to overcome that as quickly and effectively as possible helps you as an owner to feel more confident and then it sets you up for a more confident journey for the next few months as more challenges come in rather than feeling despondent and starting to feel a little bit downhearted about life with a puppy there are ways you can overcome puppy biting and obviously you know, if you have got a puppy attending puppy training classes um your trainer will give you support and advice and guidance but equally my book is available if you wanted to have a look at it there's a link in the description of this podcast um so hopefully as say again we tend to focus more about the, our human end of the lead and sometimes fixing a problem we think we have to change our dog so i need to fix my puppy i need to stop my puppy from doing this but actually 50 percent of it is down to us we need to learn and grow and develop our skills so that we can help our puppy to get it right we underestimate how important this bit of the puppy is or this bit of our dog or anything that's going on we are half of the relationship and therefore often it's us that needs to learn to help them so hopefully you've found this a little bit useful and if you are struggling with puppy biting don't you can get in touch anytime don't feel disheartened there are many things you can do it's not necessarily not always you know it can be occasionally but it's not necessarily aggression or the fact that you're doing something wrong it's just you and your puppy learning how to find your healthy balance between each other and know how to listen and respond to what they are telling you um so have a wonderful week and i'll catch up with you very soon Thank you for listening to The Dynamic Dog Owner with me, Debbie Potter. See you next time.